Welcome to Highly Political, a podcast where two passionate ladies smoke weed, talk politics, laugh, and sometimes cry. With special guests from the world of comedy, cannabis, and politics. We haven't worked on Capitol Hill, but that's okay. We're paying attention, and so should you. We want you to be informed, like little democracy angels. So pack your bowl, grab some snacks, and let's get into it. And remember, when they go low, we get high. Today we're smoking Lucid Botanicals Presents African Quine. The genetic lineage of this magnificent sativa is Durban Poison, Malawi Gold, and Swaziland Sativa. This upbeat strain keeps you engaged with a smooth, relaxing finish and a ton of giggles. And um, we're laughing because the debate was a mess and we're still living in the upside down. The Proud Boys lose their shirts, apparently Obama was fired, and no one can tell what satire is anymore. All right, T, light it up. Look at how I'm doing this. Why Look at how I'm <laughs> Why are you holding that joint <laughs> so weird? <laughs> I was holding the joint like 1930s movie. Like, her. I, I don't know. <laughs> mm, oh. Oh. This joint is on fire. <laughs> To be honest with you, I don't really like these papers that much. And apparently, as you could see, they run a little bit. <coughs> Woo! A little hack. Mm. We're here, y'all. <coughs> How you doing, Sammy? I'm dying currently. <laughs> <coughs> I blame it on the papers. Yeah. But I- thank you for providing the papers because I didn't <coughs> provide any papers. <coughs> Well, thanks for buying the weed, but... <laughs> is this an ash situation? Yeah, that's an ash. Whoa. Yeah, it used to be like... Um, oh. Ooh. Um, <laughs> In case you guys don't know what a big fucking stoner Tiana is, she has basically a a, a candle bucket. <laughs> no, it actually used to be like a plant pot or whatever. Oh, and um, the little tiny old um, votive candle holder that I use as an ashtray... I misplaced, so mm. I saw this, so I thought, oh, why not? It's not because I'm a big stoner smoking by myself. I just need giant <laughs> fucking ashtrays, Sam. Don't mislead me to the people like that. Sorry, babe. It's all right. Speaking of 1930s, extra, extra, is Trump dead? Oh, my God, yo. Yo, Trump has COVID. Or at least that's what he's saying. Sam, speaking as myself in the third person right now, I got my tinfoil hat on. I don't think he has COVID. I think it's a sympathy play to dominate the news cycle. October surprise. And to get out of the town hall debate, which he will objectively do terrible in versus Joe. Mm. The man has no empathy. Can't Mm -hmm. talk to people at town hall. Can't sympathize. Can't empathize. No, I mean, after that debate, how could you? And you got those Melania tapes. And then um, I got to look more into it, but I'm just paraphrasing at this moment. But uh, somebody from like the Trump campaign is being indicted again for um, Can't keep like pa- Pascal or somebody. Oh, well, what? Oh, we don't know why. Yeah, it's something about with like their campaign. And I, from what I saw, <laughs> again, briefly saw this, it had to do with Morthy, Ivana and Donald Trump Jr. too. Hmm. Oh, y'all hear those clickly clacking over the click, keys in the clack, background. Click, Sam's click, like, click, let click. me. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Brad Parscale, he had to step down because I watched that video. He got arrested. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's the guy who got arrested yeah. because he's all drunk and fucked up. And his wife called on domestic uh, abuse mm-hmm. and was saying like, yo, he's got guns in the house. And they put him on a 5150, right? I don't know. I just watched the video and with glee. <laughs> he came out with a Bud Light in his hand. Or a be- I don't know if it was Bud Light, but let's say it was Bud Light. You know what I mean? Um, and he put he put it down on the truck, and he goes to the officer like, "I'm your friend. I'm I'm your friends, dude. Like I'm on your side." I will say the one officer who tackled it, but it seemed like unprovoked excessive force. But I was here for it. I was <laughs> down. I mean, listen. At the end of the day, I we can't be we can't be against some police brutality and then be. It. We You're can right. we can see listen, I can see the irony in it and you know, the part of you that's like <laughs> Oh, so now the hypocrite uh sees the error of his way sometimes when karma like again, it's just like Trump getting <sighs> sorry, I just see your little joint <laughs> on fire over there. I'm like, no. It's kinda like Trump getting COVID. It's like, yeah. 
Was there a part of me that was happy? Just a part? A part? <laughs> like a fiber? Uh, yeah. But it's more about the fact that, like, again, it's like the karmic, you know, all the things you, like, try to say weren't true. And... Like on SNL, did you see the cold open? It was I did. good. I, I thought it was good, but I was a little disappointed. Jim Carrey is Biden. No, Jim Carrey is Biden. It's really good. That made me horny a little bit. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was a little down. You know what's funny is that when I first saw like some of the promos of Jim Carrey as Biden, I was like, yo, this is going to really do it for Sam. <laughs> <laughs> and I sent it to you without any like sexual innuendos because I just knew like she'll get it. <laughs> I was ready. I thought it was good, but it was also kind of like I saw Long. some article that kind of talked about how what made it kind of maybe lackluster is the fact that everything that's going on in these this political cycle right now is so outlandish and over the top and you can't believe it that the satire of it kind of falls short almost a little bit i will have to say there my friends have friends have sending me memes and things there was this there was this one that it was trump and rb um ruth Bader ginsburg playing quidditch in heaven <laughs> And I couldn't, I can't tell if that's ironic or somebody actually thinks that both of these people are going to heaven. Well, the satire was, I just can't tell sometimes these well, days. Listen, I don't really know much about, uh, just because I'm I'm not a part of it, the Jewish uh, community or their faith. But from what I understood, they don't believe in heaven like that. So a lot of the stuff I've been seeing about RGB being like, oh, she finally argued her first case from heaven. I feel like as like funny as or you know like ironical or cars karmatic as it could be in a, <laughs> like a you know in a humorous way i just think like you know like we should be more cognizant about the fact that like okay is this like what she would be saying about herself yeah this is part of the reason i could not tell if it was a joke or not <laughs> i just did not know you know what one of my favorite ones that i've seen after the debates where it was like a picture of Joe Biden and um, Obama. And Obama was like, oh, okay, so um, when they went low, you went high, right? And Joe Biden's like, nah, I told that man to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Joe! Joe, I told you to keep your... I see, I thought that was really funny when Jim Carrey kept talking to himself. Yeah. Uh, Joe, Joe, don't... I loved yeah. it. No, I, th no I, thought, I thought Jim Carrey did a really good job. I like the mamala. Like, mamala's yeah. here. Have your, your, your apple slices. No, that was cute. I, peanut I mean, butter I, and jelly. I thought it was good. I just, I, I guess maybe I was just expecting more just because, again, so much happened. Like, where do you, yeah. That it's like, it's hard to. Um... I thought it was a bit long, but I had a lot of laughs. Mm. And it basically took one stance, and the stance was, vote for Joe Biden for the love of God. <laughs> Please, America. Yeah. But I feel like SNL has been taking that stance even before Joe they, Biden was the nominee. They have, but it wasn't. It was so like for Hillary, right? Right. It was clear, you know, they, there was a there was a skew. Right. But they never I don't think they ever ended a sketch with something as like a direct call to go to this campaign's website. And mm. after she had lost, Kate McKinnon did the Hillary. She sang um, oh. Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah yeah, as yeah, Hillary. Yeah. But before that, they didn't. So I think they're even going a little farther. And I also liked Weekend Update when Michael Che was like, look, I don't want him to die, but I wish him a lengthy recovery. <laughs> I mean. So, we'll, we'll, I mean, the debates are old news now because of the COVID. See, this is what I'm saying. Yeah, but the debates were aggressive, y'all. I mean, they weren't aggressive as much as they were just like. I guess they were everything I kind of expected. I was, as I was telling a friend, I was whelmed, you know. Nothing, well, besides the Proud Boys comment. Well, well I think, you know, that something actually that we, did. we touched on be, on the last pod was like, there was just too much to cover. And if you only have yeah. a two-minute rebuttal, and if you're truly, like, uh, undecided, or you aren't doing the research, or you don't have the means or the time to do the research, what did these debates really tell you about either candidate? Hmm. You know what uh, I mean? Like. Yeah. It would just seem like it was 90 minutes of nothing. Like, would it feel a little nothing to me? Some key. I thought Joe did fine. I thought this is going to sound odd, but I could see how fervent Trump supporters thought Trump did a good job because A, they're okay with interrupting because they're rude assholes. And B, he, he was very rambly. 
and didn't, you know, have many uh, full sentences like, you know, in a row. But he appeared like he was talking as if he was saying something of substance, I think. So the same game he plays all the time. No, because I think he's wilder in press conferences when he he's, you know, let loose. I think he was a little pulled back. Fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he listened to Held advisors, on, at least from that aspect, to kind of pull back. But I think overall... None of his family were, was wearing masks. Oh, and, you know, they arrived late, so they couldn't get tested prior to the debate, like everyone else was supposed to. So they're supposed to be on, like, an honor rule that they tested negative. And then when oh, they s- having no honor. What? So they wore masks walking in, but when they sat down, they took their masks off. And then from the Cleveland Clinic, the doctors or the people who are working went to give them masks because they're supposed to be wearing masks sitting down, and they refused to take them or wear them. Hmm. You know, I and will then, say, what, two I understand. days later, Trump, two or three days later, officially, Trump announced that he had COVID. To be fair, Tiffany's head's too big for a mask. <laughs> so <laughs> that that globe head can't fit it. So she gets a pass. Tiffany. Some key some key things I would like to talk about real quick was when Trump said Obama was fired. <laughs> Did you miss that? It was quick. I missed that. He said it and people are not talking about it. He's he talked about how he said oh like they were he was referring to Obama and then his next sentence was he was fired from where? Exactly. From what? From where? I think he just means he wasn't president anymore, but said fired. <laughs> but he- He's aware that Obama yeah, like served sh- eight years and he, there was no way he could be president any longer, right? Yeah. So he wasn't fired. It was just like, well, no, the, no longer an option Because Trump is so consumed with his hate for Obama that in his mind... Have you seen he, a video where they hired the fake Obama for Trump to fire? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that exists. I'm going to look it up because I saw something about it. Um, I can't remember whose autobiography or something came out. Maybe it was Cohen's or something. And the um, list goes on of how many people have defected yeah. and written books. And I thought it was just like a like a thing. And my aunt's like, no, there's actual like video of him um, firing a fake Obama. Is it at a cheeky event, perhaps a birthday, or girl? I don't know. Hold on. Like I'm googling Google. Or is quick. it Let's in see. a conference room where he just needs to do it? I think it, it might have been like at the White House and like he may have listen. I don't know. Listen. Yo, this is why he thinks Obama was fired even though he knows he wasn't. Uh, let's see. Oh, okay, it's from 2012. It's before he so it was probably when he was still doing like The Apprentice. It says President Trump is shown firing an actor playing former President Barack Obama in a recently researched video from 2012. When he was considering running for president, okay. oh, so it must this be a, like some a things like, into context. But even still, it's kind of like you're kind of obsessed with this guy. So basically, it was like, yo, guys, I got an idea. What if I run for president and I make a video where I tell Obama, "You're fired." Fired. So I think that's what happened. But still, that's just. Well, yeah, he said that, and I confirmed with the. Call. I texted a group of friends, and I said, "Wait, did he just say Obama was fired?" And they said, "Yes, we also heard that." And, um, you know, proud boys stand by. Yo. I have somebody in my family who thought that when Trump said that, he was telling the military and the cops to stand back and stand by. When he literally said, white proud boys stand down, no, stand back and stand by. Do you see what Webster's Dictionary um, yeah, they Yeah, they tweeted stand by definition. Yeah, like stand, stand backs means, you know, to like pull back whatever standby means to you're, be, you're prepare prepared. yourself to be ready to attack so yeah we got um all sides of life just trying to really boot this man out of the white house but you know our some of our ignorant countrymen still don't think trump is racist this was the this was the the dog whistle to end all dog whistles what if fucking obama said black panthers uh, stand by and, and uh, stand back and stand by yeah, but the Black Panthers weren't even like uh, an aggressive group well, like the Proud Boys. Well, that's true. But I'm, try- <laughs> but I'm trying to think of how the right would, take yeah, like it. spin it. But yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's not the same. Con- I mean, it, it the same. Conspiracy- I guess Antifa, but Antifa doesn't is not real. Exists. Yeah, so. there is no comparison from from the left. You know, like the comparison would be if Obama was told the Proud Boys, <laughs> yeah, to stand uh, back, back and stand, and stand by. by. I know. Then um, 
Anyway. I wish Joe Biden was like well, to that, like, hey, ladies, just get information for me. Right. Well, the thing that's so funny, it's like everybody will say, well, the next day Trump said, oh, well, of course I condemn white supremacy and I don't know who the Proud Boys are. Of course, Trump's going to say like, oh, I don't know who the Proud Boys are and I condemn white supremacy the next day because he right. already fucked up. But in that moment when they're pushing him, he said like how he really felt and what made him, in my opinion, and from what I saw, what made him pause is he knew that a lot of his fan base are uh, proud white supremacists. <laughs> like, yeah. I just don't, you know, and then, you know, then what's, I'm sorry, what's his um secretary or the White House correspondent, the little blonde chick's name? Oh, I don't know. Kaylee or something. Kaylee Cuoco. <laughs> no. It's not Kaylee Cuoco. <laughs> no, she used to work with John Ritter. Don't do that to Kaylee Cuoco. Okay, you know. you're John right. Ritter was a good guy. Um, whatever her name is, Kaylee something or Kylie or yeah. Kaylee. She like started reading a couple tweets about, oh, well, Trump said this against white supremacy and he said this against, you know, the KKK on these days. And, like, was, and it was funny because a Fox News uh, reporter was the one who was pressuring her being like, so does the president condemn white supremacy? She's like, he already has. And here are some quotes he had. Like she read like two or three quotes. And it was funny because the headline of the clip was like, oh, um, Kylie, Kaylee, where the fuck her name is, reads like every quote of Trump uh, suppressing or condemning white supremacy. First of all, she read two things. And when the guy was basically, I want you to say, Yes, we condemn white supremacy. Like, they won't say the specific thing like that when they're pressed about it. Um, she's like, well, I've read the quotes. And, oh, look at you guys, like, pressuring me. The liberal media doesn't want to hear what I have to say. It's like... Yeah, I think Trump is, like, advantageously r racist. Yeah. I He wouldn't... If, if his main group of supporters who were out there yelling on the streets, a bunch of Latino bros, he would be the same... He would do the same thing. Well, no, this is the thing. He's... In when they when he he's a narcissist above all like well, yeah he's a racist for sure well at the, again at the the debate when he had the opportunity to at the debate in front of on a specific stage where almost everybody's watching to condemn it he, he he said uh sure yeah but antifa the leftists and all that kind of stuff without just saying like yes without a doubt i'm against that shit yep but then the next day he's able to come back and clean it up and say oh of course that's what i meant well, then what, we're supposed to listen to your cleanup story versus what you said in the moment? He says about everything. Of course, that's what I yeah, meant. Yeah, and it's, oh my God, I had a family group chat today where we were going back and forth on something. It was like some silly, like, um, like you know, those dumb national holidays, like, oh, it's long hair day kind of thing. And then my dad sent something that was trying to discredit the things that we had sent about the, you know, the actual holiday. And mm -hmm. he sent some, like, fake news, like, think he like edited or something right <laughs> clearly trying to discredit the real information we had given basically right. to prove like look how easy it is to make some fake shit mm -hmm. and i almost responded <laughs> basically like oh look at you taking like plays from your president to put so much fake news into the ether that nobody can no longer understand what's real or fake and we have to constantly question reality and everything looks like it's bullshit and then I just had to do like a slow like backtrack. <laughs> I was like, listen, just the family chat didn't ask her this. Like everybody was trying to have some like fun time. <laughs> you know, so many times have I deleted. I I'm never on my Facebook, but I have to use it for work sometimes. Mm. So it'll the work account I use and then I have to switch back to my normal. And it just happens once in a while because I'm in a, I'm a Facebook messenger chat. And I don't post anything, but I see family members saying stupid things spreading lies i just but I, I know they don't do their research i know they don't look anything up i know they just live in their own bubble and i've just i deactivated facebook <laughs> i'm like i cannot look at you guys do this anymore the social dilemma that very <laughs> scary ass doc on netflix they one of the quotes was you know imagine a world where there was no truth like every, you don't know what's true or not i'm like imagine i'm here right it's here um, I will say that I wish Biden, I think Biden didn't play up some things that he should have. Yeah, I agree. For example, yo, the Amy Comey Barrett thing. Uh, Republicans, you stole Merrick Garland from us. You stole right. a seat on the Supreme Court. I don't, 
Joe did the whole oh well, well it's an like- election year people already people already voting which I think is legit but no it's really because well, you fucking stole Merrick Garland from us and he should have known he was going to get interrupted so to go in mm. with like the first part of his like oh I'm going to start with this and like lead into that it's like no you know we're going to get interrupted so what is the most important thing you have to say just say that even kind of sounds like out of context just say that. Because you're not saying anything because the one thing Trump is good at is derailing a situation. And like, again, regardless of how some people will look at it and be like, wow, Trump uh, was unprecedented because he didn't adhere to the rules of, you know, a a debate and like respect all that and give them their two minutes. At the end of the day, he did what he had to do. And there's a lot of people that look at that and see like, oh, well, he's a tough leader and he just goes for what he wants because Mm. it's so important. Also, if you if you mention things that Trump has to think about from the past, like that will fuck him up inherently because mm. he doesn't pay attention. He has a bad memory like of history. Right. You know, he'd be like, what, what? it would throw him off kilter. And also it would remind everybody that the Republicans are, you know, hypocrites, obviously, but really hypocrites on this particular issue. Lindsey Graham up re-election vote Jamie Harris. Yeah, he's on tape saying, you know, use it against me. And Jamie Harris had a debate against him this last weekend and used it against him. So like he's like, Mr. Graham, you literally said use my words against me. And Jamie Harris brought his own plexiglass to the debate. <laughs> I heard. I just, I, I just, I know this didn't happen, but I wish a world where they didn't have AIDS and it was just actually the two of them doing everything. And Jamie was just squirting his with Windex, <laughs> wiping it, and winking at Graham. I'm not gonna lie, like in the parts I watched of that debate, Graham looked like he was kind of shook, like he was shifting side to side. He just kind of looked more than anything like this was the first time he's really been threatened for his seat in a long time, and it's just something he's just accustomed to. Uh, reincurring, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's scared. As we said last time, we've seen. Can you imagine? I mean, they hate me. Give me money. Uh, 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 shit, girl. I mean, even if Trump wins, but Lindsey Graham loses, or like McConnell loses. Like, there's just there's there's a lot of wins or loses out there. So like, I'm not hearing enough about Amy Graff. The she's she's up against fair. Mitch, which like I feels like Democrats have maybe given up a little bit you know mm. what i mean because they have to put their money and what in the races they think they're gonna win right so maybe we're hearing more about jamie harris because it's a plausibility but mitch mcconnell just rules kentucky with a slimy weak fist <laughs> like a snail so gross um and then one other thing that actually well also too so he didn't talk about ebola how the how obama and his administration handled ebola it was right. swift did not come to the U.S. And people were met of that. He sent aid to Africa. Right. Um, and at the end, um, Ebola, what was the third? What was the, one of the last questions? Do you remember? Oh, the judges. When Trump said they... they oh, they put so many judges. They didn't put... because They left so many judge seats open, vacant. And it's because that since 2012... They the Senate was obstructionist to Obama, and they wouldn't let that his them go through. Mm. So those I thought were very important points. Uh, you know what, Team Biden, I could come on board. We got a month left. I'm sure there was people in the backs that were like, uh, "Joe, uh, Joe, I we clearly talked about this. I told you what to say when this was brought up, but instead you called him a clown." <laughs> Listen, I can't. I don't um, blame you. I get it. He was acting like a clown, um, but after you called him a clown, you clearly could have said this. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was like pretty fucked up when like uh, Trump w- was calling his son like a loser, and it was like your drug addict son. That really. And then he's like, me. he's like, my son Bo's not a loser. He's like, oh, I was talking about Hunter. I don't know Bo. It's like, come on, you know, like. Yeah, maybe you don't know, you didn't meet or know Bo, but you know who fucking Bo Biden is. That was quite, that moment was quite putrid. It was the only moment I actually gasped. It was just so like, again, that was a moment where I was like, this is who you want to align yourself with? Like, I can buy into the, oh, like, he just says what he says, and he's a strong man. Yeah, he says what he says, but it's trash. Listen, I know it's all trash, like, but, like, people, like, buy into that, like, bully mentality about how, like, you know, uh, uh, he's just so strong. He just does what he wants. He's a bulldozer, and I respect Mm -hmm. that. And uh, You know, and for some reason, I guess some people 
uh, aspire to to have that type of personality i personally can't understand it because i think you can get so much more than having that type of personality but anyway um but when he said that it was like okay this is crude. That's still who you stand for, right. like on a on a national. And when he and then the flippant way in which he calls Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas. Did he do that on the debate stage? Yeah, he said it again. He said it so quick, quickly and flippantly that like you don't even realize he he was he talked he said something about Pocahontas, and of course he's talking about Elizabeth Warren. Oh my God, the man. Yeah. But the the both and then and then Joe fired back. At, about Hunter and said that he's ha- he's proud that his son. Yeah, it was such a classy, fatherly, caring way. Because that was that was that was a moment where it was first of all Trump was despicable, but it's like part of where Joe shines, which is really hard to say. Like it's really hard to talk about that because it was aimed at such a to, like an insult to his sons. Right, right. But right. him like defending the people he loves, you know. Right, right. That. The charismatic good old Joe. You say what you want about him, but you know but they he... Amtrak Joe, right? That yeah. like that buys in, not by, but that by that speaks to the typical American person. Yeah, and also how he you can tell, like, yeah, he went through a tough time with Hunter, and he really is proud of him yeah. for turning his life around. But also, like, how many people have. Had you know, children like that. Have children like that. Have Relatives, friends like that. I've, are that person who's gone through like it. I've had family members like that. Yeah. You know, that, again, it's, I think, personally, one of the things I don't respect about Trump is that how how can you expect somebody who, who could never have ever any understanding of what you've gone through to even have any empathy to really care about it, um, to understand, like, what you need or to listen to to you or listen to the people who are speaking for you for what you really need like you know like trump with his gold toilets like you want somebody who has gold toilets or do you want somebody who prides himself on taking amtrak back in day from dc what was it to detroit or no dc dc no but dc to delaware delaware thank you um so i don't know i just he also trump was also mocking substance abusers you know how many Americans are substance abusers? Not even when you're just talking about like our personal journeys right. with it and family and friends, but statistic-wise, like the opioid crisis. Yeah, but then, you you claim you care, but I mean, but again, that's like something that like his whole base puts down about well, people and like who aren't deserving. You need to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Like yeah, it just, but not not the bad tattoo MAGA rally people. They're an opioid crisis country. Yeah, but. But they don't, they, they, listen, the same people who are suffering from whatever uh, Hunter Biden has gone through are the same people who are clapping that Trump said that about to Joe Biden. They don't see themselves on the same level. You know what I mean? They have a superiority, mm-hmm. oh my God, superiority complex where they think they're above that somehow because yeah. they're a part of this cult. They're proud boys. Yeah. So. Which leads us to our queen of the week. Queen of the week. Queen of the week. It's the queen of the week. It's like, Sam, the queen of the week's a proud boy. <laughs> whoa, 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 yeah. Y'all don't get it twisted. Our queen of the week is definitely not a proud boy. It's somebody who even prior to the debates wanted to take a stand and say, fuck you, proud boys. Um, we're talking about the company Fred Perry. Fred Perry. If you do not know, it's a UK-based company. Uh, the Proud Boys have adopted one of their polos. It's like black with like gold stripes on the collar um, and on the sleeves. It has like a little gold logo as their like unofficial uniform. And, and Fred Perry was like, no, listen, not about that. Mm-mm. We're about to um, discontinue sales of these shirts in North America entirely in a statement they released they said uh, the fred perry shirt is a piece of british subculture uniform adopted by various groups of people who recognize their own values and what it stands for we are proud of its lineage and with the laurel wreath has it represented for over 65 years inclusivity diversity and independence um, to be absolutely clear if you see any Proud Boys materials or products featuring our Laurel Weath or any black, yellow, yellow-related items, they have absolutely nothing to do with us, and we are working with our loyals, lawyers. Excuse me. Hi, y'all. Well, our our loyal employees, <laughs> who are our lawyers, <laughs> our lawyers to pursue an unlawful use of the brand. 
Um, so like, so they just said like, listen, we don't want Proud Boys to get a hold of this. So America, I mean, that's Canada too. It's all North America that oh. they're like suspending all sales. Not even just this shirt. It's like, no, you can't even get our brand. So that's a big stand to take, you know, like. It's a big fuck you, America. <laughs> all right. Oi. <laughs> Oi. Oh and Canada is, you know, still Englishy or whatever. Because <laughs> of like the ties. They're, the queen. Yeah, they the still queen. recognize the queen. That's... It's all colonialism. Blah, 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 blah. Somebody said, thanks for this statement. Unlike Under Armour, who supported Trump and New Balance, who's were the founder, sole owner, and chairman contributed $400,000 to Trump. Gross. Gross. It's just like, yeah, so. Um, Ooh, I, I, sometimes you just feel like an adult, you know, when you have certain thoughts. And I just saw a headline that said, the secret history of Kimberly Guilfoyle's departure from Fox. And I was like, ooh, I'm going to bookmark that for later. <laughs> I'm going to read this uh, this that's, very long article from the New Yorker. That's DTJ. Uh, chick, right? Donald yes. Trump Jr.'s? Yes. Who is married to Gavin Newsom. So wild. The best is yet to come! Yeah. Another lady I grew up with, uh, she was on The Five. I used to watch that show with my grandparents. Mm. Terrible, terrible show. Horrible, filled with horrible people. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sounds terrible. I'm sorry. It's, well, I mean, you know. You live, you learn. Yeah, so yeah, thank you, Fred Perry. Fuck Proud Boys. Um, they're disgusting pieces of shit. Yeah. And um, you better stand the fuck back. Stand back. And just crawl underneath the rock you came from. Thanks. And um, uh, according, to, there was a business art uh, insider article that um, quoted a bunch of, you know, like centers and think tanks um, doing research on extremist groups. Mm-hmm. And um, Trump frequently, accu- so the the headline is Trump frequently accuses the far left of inciting violence, yet right-wing extremists have killed 329 victims in the last 25 years, while Antifa members haven't killed any, according to a new study. Yeah, and like... <laughs> and it's like the Center for Strategic and International Studies. And like, it. who's like, and like, again, Antifa is not a real organization. There is no organization that is Antifa. Yeah, I like when Joe when Joe on the debate. It was it was almost a face palm, you know. It's an idea. He, I'm Joe. I'm 76. And I know. Antifa's just an idea. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a part that annoys me though. He should have just said, "Listen, are you for fascism? Oh no, you're Antifa." <laughs> Pointing to the camera, you're Antifa. It's you. We're all Antifa. If you're not Antifa, then maybe you shouldn't be American. And you should stop trying to pretend your uh, nationalism is patriotism. Okay? <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, to put those numbers into perspective. And I, and I have seen art, like studies about this that, like, white right-wing extremist groups are, like, on the FBI list of the worst domestic terror threats. Mm. Um, so... You know, just they're getting they're getting stronger. They're powered by the vitriol of Trump every day. So I'll, y'all look out. Just um, you know, pray to whatever God you pray to, and fucking keep your eye out. And you know, remind people that Nazi scum are not welcome here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, no. It's it's just it's it's what's not welcome. So sorry. Bye, bro. Yeah, if it means I'm Antifa because I'm anti-fascist and I want people to have rights, we're gonna we're gonna go out and buy Fred Perry shirts before they all leave stores and then be confused for Proud Boys. Or confuse them. Or You'll think that my big hair and <laughs> black ass skin will like they'll be like. Uh, there were some, I don't think I can just hella go undercover yeah, as a proud. There boy. were some black dudes at the at this proud boy event that the cooking with, cooking with gas guy one too. Fair, fair, fair. Um, I just think like for this segment, I might be like in the trailer, <laughs> speaking to you in like the hidden like earpiece, <laughs> telling yes. you to say things versus being the one pretending like, to be the proud boy, like Seth Rogen <laughs> in the long shot in the beginning when he's infiltrating a Nazi, he's like the Jewish Jewish person <laughs> infiltrating Nazi that he's about to. Get. <laughs> 
<laughs> get a swan stick a tattoo and he can't hang and he just jumps out the window it's good i highly recommend that romantic comedy what's it called the long shot it's with him and Charlize theron it's so good i haven't seen it she's she's running for president i remember i, I remember hearing him. about it yeah i remember like the whole gag is like oh i'll get a Charlize theron follow for a what's his name again seth rogan seth rogan yeah well she does watch <laughs> He is charismatic. He's a charismatic fellow. I mean, I didn't say, how is it uh, Tiana Jones could fall for a Seth Rogen? <laughs> Fair. I get that. <laughs> I'm just saying it's what the producers were pitching. Like, <laughs> oh, who would have thought? <laughs> it's true. And it got me. I saw it in theaters with Siobhan. Oh, wow. Shout out to Siobhan. Hey, girl. Um, and also, you know, while, you know, on the topic of Siobhan, who lives in Los Angeles with us, um, there's some L.A. County court judge positions up. Mm. So I just want to run, give our endorsements um, in case you you don't know who to vote for. So the reason to vote for judges, I mean, they're, they're happening all across the country, is because, um, you know, they run the gamut to felony law, family. Right. You know, you might run it. You might run into them. Right. It's just as important as the people that are approving the laws because they're the ones who have to decipher them exactly and hold you accountable um so in district 72 we got my girl hey my endorsement mayana dellinger mayana dellinger in district 22 uh 72 oh excuse me 72. i don't even know where I, I was trying to find out what court that means it's like you know but okay i have no idea i didn't it didn't nothing came came okay. up but anyway it's in los angeles and the reason i like her is um you know, here's some things. Her, uh, the lawyer association board. She's not. Qual- she's not a lawyer. I think she's like a professor of law. Mm. Maybe let's see. Yeah. Anyway, look, guys. She has a Fulbright scholar. She's a Fulbright scholar of climate change. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if she didn't graduate high school. But I mean, obviously, to be she a Fulbright, did. you yeah, have to. But of course. But uh, her endorsements are Maxine Waters, um, the Democrat Socialists of America, the National Women's Political Caucus, the Sunrise Movement, which is an anti is a stop climate change mm. organization. So she's chill on crime and high on the climate. Which we know you're about, girl. Mm-hmm. Right, I support that. I'm down mm-hmm. with it. Yep. And, um, you know, her opponent, we're not going to talk about him because you're going to vote for Mayanna Dillinger. <laughs> Is there a reason why you don't want to talk about him? No, or? I just don't want to put, you know. Don't want to confuse us. Don't want to confuse. They're not close. It's Steve Moore. Oh, here's the thing, though, about the judges. They all have pretty decent endorsements from organizations that you and I would trust. Mm. So they all seem to be left-leaning judges. Okay. Which, g- cool. Down for that. Um, um, Steve, her opponent, Steve Morgan, he's the L.A. County Deputy District Attorney. So he's the DA. Okay. Um, and his endorsements are the L.A. County Democratic Party, L.A. Times, L.A. County Federation of Labor, and Stonewall Democratic Club. I mean, I think he's going to win. Unfortunately, mm. I think he is. But Mayana. Also, Mayana is a Swede or from Finland or someplace where their social justice issues are a bit better than ours. All right. I mean, I... I Mostly because they don't have any because they're all just white-ass countries. <laughs> Fair, fucking fair. Um, that's with a, indigenous, that's a nice with distinguisher in, to like put out there. Yeah. By the way, by the way, but, they all tend to be the same color, so true. their data may be skewed. And I don't really <laughs> know all those the Scandinavian countries' history and Northern Ireland indigenous fair. people. Okay, well, that's you right. know, um, I may be, I may look more into it, but from now, I, uh, I think your endorsement sounds good to me, so I probably will go Great. with her. So for District 80, we got David Berger. He's Mm. an L.A. County Deputy District Attorney. He's my choice. Um, I read up uh, about a bunch, you know, on his website and some cases he's presided over. Mm. And he he seems to have a focus on rehabilitation as opposed to punishment straight to prison. There was a drug program for juveniles. and instead of sending them right to jail, he sent them to a rehabilitation program. Mm. So I always appreciate that because people, this country seems to forget that prison is supposed to be about reform. Yeah. Well, it's hard when it's 
for profit. So that's true. It, it kind of again. I can't even believe the data. When, where, where were you when you found out prisons were for profit? Like, what, how I, old were you? I was sitting in this living room here in this apartment. I watched a documentary that I can we can watch together called Slavery by Another Name. Uh-huh. And it taught me about how when slavery ended and, again, how they started trumping up, no pun intended, but obviously history is the... Uh, Pretty funny. Um, yeah, they started funny, trumping too. up charges, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that were like uh, misdemeanors to felonies, and so many more people who were f- newly free slaves were put into the prison system. And they talked about how chain gang, yeah, chain gang. And then they put them in like the coal mines, and how it was it would ended up being cheaper basically to work people to death versus when you had slaves, because when you had slaves and you owned them, you kind of it like there was a part of you that there was an investment to like keep them alive and healthy because like you kept Mm. using these same slaves. Mm -hmm. But once they became part of this uh, prison complex or industrial complex at the time, it was cheaper just to work these guys to death in the the coal mines and then just literally replace them with new people. Then it started talking about, you know, again, I can't remember the statistics or why, but it it, kind of shows how like, how prisons make money and how keeping people incarcerated, um, you know, uh, profits like the police department of that county and yeah. and how it just, again, it's like, it, it there's... It's a, it's a corporation. Yeah, there's a corporation and there's incentive to arrest people and, and fine them and incarcerate them and keep them in jail waiting for trial and blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 blah. And remember, uh, what... what that listen to our last ep- two episodes ago. That prop on the ballot that's trying to change misdemeanors back oh, yeah. to uh, like they wobble between. That is endorsed by uh, private prisons. Yeah, like trust me, it's much more of an infringement on your constitutional rights to like have to sit in jail waiting forever because you can't pay your bail than it is to have to wear a mask to go into Walmart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just remember. <laughs> So, like, if you're waiting to, like, what was the guy in New York who was in Riker Islands for, like, a couple of years, and they tried to say he stole a backpack, but he didn't, and, like, it was oh, so yeah. long before, he, and then he ended up committing suicide. Like, his constitutional rights were way more infringed upon than, like, Sally's when she's like, hey, um, I'm not going to wear my mask to come into the dentist office. It was like, yeah. chill bitch. <laughs> um, so, yeah, David Berger. And then last we have for, that's okay, we have for Office 162, we have David Diamond and Scott Andrew Yang. Mm. Um, David Diamond, he's my choice. He's an attorney and adjunct professor. Um, he's endorsed by the LA Times, I believe. Um, LA County Public Defenders Union, which I'm very down for. LA Progressive, LA Urban Policy Roundtable. Um and uh, what I liked about them, him is that he did serve on the Burbank Police Commission, which is the Citizen Oversight Committee. Mm. Not that he did anything magnificent in that post, but he still, you know, Just had to it. critically think about the way policing in community is um, implemented. Right. Which I think would be good for a judge. He's going up against Scott Andrew Yang, who... Um, Apparently he's like a he's he was like tough on sex crimes. Um that's how he like people know him. But he has less endorsements. And I also couldn't find too much about him cuz mostly like Andrew Yang came up. Mm. Um and so I think they're both fine candidates. I believe that uh, Scott Andrew Yang, he wasn't, you know, hard on sex workers. I think he was hard on sex crimes, mm-hmm. which I'm an advocate for. Right. Um, but David Diamond seems to be the choice. He seems to probably he will win. And I do appreciate that he had to um, sit on that board and think critically about policing. Yeah, well, I think that's important. Yeah. And then, oh, Jackie. Le- hey, hey. Ho, ho. Jackie Lacey has got to go. I just saw Eric Garcetti. Um, just endorsed mm-hmm. her uh, opponent. George Gasson? Gashin? Gasson? I don't know. George. Just George. No, it's, we're just going to refer to it as George. It's George. Just George. I remember when we were peacefully protesting mm-hmm. and there were well, cops surrounding well, I us. I feel like peacefully 
protesting is like an oxymoron. Well, I think I, I think an oxymoron is peaceful rioting. I think peaceful. I think peaceful protesting is. I just, just feel like protesting. Like, why does it say peaceful protesting? You're, that's a great point because sometimes you have to because of assholes on the right. Who right. Well, it it's seem... like there's like rioting and then there's protesting. Yeah. So like, I feel like peaceful protest. I think it's something that people are trying to hammer in, like, oh, to to the critics on the right. You know. No, I no, I I agree, but I just think I feel like it's more the right hammering it in, like. To, to you, because like you because, have to apologize yeah because for, if there's peaceful protesting then it it infers that there's not that there, that some protesting isn't peaceful and well like, i mean if if we go that route the the whiteies in michigan who went to the capitol with guns and that was technically from a protest and that's not peaceful to me well that was i feel more like a um like an attempt like to overthrow you know what i mean like you know what you fucking losers who in your not who in your <laughs> like non, that wasn't a protest like non-military militia just yeah. you know what work if, out and go to the actual army yeah okay? like again they didn't sit there with their guns in front of you know they overtook land that wasn't theirs and pushed people out because of their guns so like i feel like that oh, no, was no, no, not the bundies oh the the other the men who showed up oh to, for the masks and they just, they just. Yeah, well, I still think that's like a peaceful protest. I feel like, I mean, it has. They have guns. It isn't a gun an inherent threat. It's. But but I feel like those people showed up because there had been um, anti-protesters who had been showing up with guns. Those are the anti-protesters, the ones with guns. Wait, I'm confused. The ones who were protesting <laughs> wearing a mask. They oh. showed up with guns. See, yeah, that's still it's a it's a protest, but it, it's a threatening, right? So I don't think I don't think guns are peaceful. I think they're the opposite. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, specifically when you're showing up at government establishments, like like they're at the Capitol building. You know what I wish right now? What I wish we were smoking jays in like France, just talking about this as theory. <laughs> but unfortunately, it's our lives. Like, uh, you know, in America, they have what's what's using a peaceful number? Those yeah, rednecks you know were the French are about revolution, though. You know, like I saw some videos recently of like it looked like the the firefighters in France were like uh, protesting or um, striking or something, and they were like filling up these roads. And the cops are just sitting there with like like firefighter foam, you know, and the cops are just like standing there, like whatever. Yep. I don't know. Can can you hear the people sing? Singing a song of angry men is like my favorite Broadway song. It's from Les Mis. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm not aware. Sometimes I was with my friend. I was with Alexis and I was I was like, let's listen to show tune. She said, okay. And I said, can you hear the people sing? Oh. <laughs> so that's yeah. my, then it's, you know, French. Yeah. Mine, I guess my closest favorite French song would be... Um, <laughs> From Beauty and the Beast. Bonjour. Bonjour. There goes the golden dress of the daylight. Go away. Music bops in the early 90s were fire. I believe she's rather odd. It's <laughs> a musical episode now. Um, so, uh, yeah. Well, you know, back to... The, here's the thing. We were... You know, pro- protesting outside of Jackie Lacey's uh, at yeah. the court, surrounded by cops from all angles with guns. Okay, uh, we didn't have any guns. We were all wearing masks. We just had we just had marker and signs. You know, that's the thing. It's like and and Jackie Lacey called us a mob, and re- and refused to meet. She refused to to deal with a mob. Like you had like pitch You know what, bitch? You go and you know it. Listen, she knows she's gone. I hope so. She's got to go. She's got to go, girl. Um. Hmm. <laughs> what else was there? What else were we gonna talk about? Our crazy old kook of the week. Oh yeah. It's the crazy old kook of the week. Why you gotta be so fucking crazy? Speaking of people who gotta go, the crazy old kook of the week. You know, I think he may have been our kook of the week before. We've we've talked shit on this guy, everybody. It's Greg. I think we talked about the guy from Atlanta or Al. I don't know. If we talked about him before. Maybe. I mean, he's a kook. He's crazy. But we, you know, we're talking about Greg uh, Abbott, the Republican governor from Texas. 
um, he has decided he is going to be closing um, all but one drop-off ballot uh, place in every county in Texas. And you may think, oh, county. Okay, you know, that's a pretty small, just a group of group of towns, group yeah. of cities. So there's about 254 counties in Texas, and the largest, um, which is a rural area, is about 6,193 square miles, which technically is larger than Rhode Island and Connecticut combined. Okay, so this county is bigger than two states, and Some he's people just drive saying like one over ballot. an hour, three hours, if you want to drop off your 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 ballot. I personally am going to go vote early. I'm going to vote early in person because I'm going to be in Montana. Because I'm just paranoid about bullshit about ballots getting rejected. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I need to actually check because if I give, I can just um, no. What I'm going to do is I, I I always mail in. That's my vibe. Yeah. So I'm just going to drop it off as soon as we get it in the right, mail. Right, right. And oh, and for California, I mean, I guess maybe maybe not nationwide, but for California. They were mailed out October first. Okay, perfect. So people look look out and about for your mail-ins because they should be coming by the by this week. Right. But um, what's crazy about him closing all these these drop-off places? It's it's supposed to be um, because he's trying to make it more uh, safe to vote and eliminate voter fraud by having less places where people can drop them off and having more people able to watch the ballot or like poll watchers. I mean, I I'm 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 at my like wits end with this voter fraud stuff. It's I think I think I'm just going to not even, you know, I'm just when I hear it, just sigh and keep on moving. Be- yeah. Cuz what are we going to do? Well, we listen, I don't like, want to give into the listen, 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 listen. Can't, you can't sigh and keep on moving. What you can do is take note and keep on moving. Take mm. note, sigh, keep on moving. Because when I it comes... I mean in terms of just arguing it. No, no, not no, no, like no, yeah, no, yeah. But I just think yeah. when it comes down to it, we have to remember like, hey, look at how many ways they try to suppress the vote, which is nothing new. Suppressing exactly. votes and int- voter intimidation, like Trump said at the... Um, during the de- debate, he, he's like, I, I and you know urge or encourage my supporters to go and watch uh the polls and make sure nothing like you know sketchy is going on like that, that's voter intimidation you know like oh, what yeah. so what proud boys are gonna go show up oh yeah trump's about debates he wants his poll watchers that was the, the end of the debate when he was going nuts about voter fraud his ears kept getting and his face kept getting redder and redder did you notice that because no, he was just, just so annoyed he was just spewing those lies getting flustered annoyed angry <sighs> Um, But if you you can go to, you know, your state's um, dot gov website and find where your ballot is. Yeah. So and you can track your ballot. So, you know, if it Mm -hmm. it gets um, uh, rejected. Yeah. You can fix it and make sure you like really look at all the information because certain states will say like only using a specific color pen and make sure your your signature is like on point. Why are you making it so annoying to do? Don't to sign vote it when you're high, you know, like, you know, go up and down your ballot. Don't just, you know, vote for president. And. Um, oh, yeah. and divest and chase. um so you know jane fonda's on her tour her new book tour covers her life and climate change activism i didn't but that's good to know yeah here's why i fucking love jane fonda because a lot of things oh yeah number one for me is that she's look jane fonda's no spring chicken i love her Mm -hmm. but she is in her 80s she's 80 maybe late 70s and i love her passion and commitment to climate change Mm-hmm. because it's she's really putting her money where her mouth is because she's not going to be here much i mean she right. she doesn't have to do this she's like she's not going to benefit from the exactly right. she knows that but she's still going strong and i love her so anyway she um hanoi jane as they used to call her but you know no one should antagonize anybody who doesn't want countries to shoot each other with guns fair okay so how do i jane um but chase apparently so you know how banks are not just banks they're investments and they and they have their greedy hands and everything chase um is the most in crude oil and petroleum Mm. they donate billions of dollars to that industry they're terrible for the climate Mm. um 
and Bank of America's bad, Wells Fargo, like no surprise. Yeah, so I'm I'm moving my B of A stuff. You know, I've known about B of A for a, for a while. I have been lazy, but I'm moving my B my B of A to a credit union. Mm. And I'm going to get rid of my Chase credit card and switch mm. to Amex because mm. they don't have a history of this. Good to know. All right, I need to get I'm I know Wells Fargo's not really good either i need to get out of there yeah so i looked up actually and some credit unions have better options than these big corps which you would be surprised hmm. i mean for example the alien to the credit union i was looking at you only have to have a hundred dollar minimum balance which you know of course but um you get interest back on hmm. your checking and savings hmm. think of my that. i have to i, ha- I open up my own separate yeah. high yield interest accounts not with b of a for that yeah so i'm gonna go to alien i think and uh, Amex for a credit card. So, you know, just divest and chase, people. Let's go. Um, Fuck the corporations, y'all. And eat the rich. <laughs> oh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Deanna's mm. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay, so I don't, I, I can't tell. I don't, I should check. I don't know if I follow Goop or they just, they're in my algorithm, their advertisements. Mm. I, I go to Goop sometimes, okay? Um, I, listen. I go to Goop. I can't if I was me. the algorithm, I would have thrown Goop in the mix for you. Trust. But what is so outlandish <laughs> about her is that she wear the outfits in her post, they have the shoppable tags on them, so you can mm. see how much they are. This bitch was wearing a $400 jean jacket. Damn. What's the point? That's so much money for a jean $400. jacket. $400. It's a lot of money for a jean jacket. Yeah. I'm sure you can find a you know comparable jean jacket for much less than and if it was i don't know sustainable no labor you know what? why don't you just upcycle like i would pay four hundred dollars if it included like the time of labor of somebody finding that jacket for me like oh. like by the end of it getting into my closet it cost me four hundred dollars but it meant like you know i had such a busy life schedule you know researching this pod and recording it that I had like somebody going out there finding me clothes, fitting me, me being like, no, nah, I don't like it. The back and forth. That in the end, the jacket ended up costing four hundred dollars. All right, that can make sense. And this but, was like, retail to, to walk value. and pull it off the the rack myself. No, I would I would buy that jean jacket if with every purchase of that jean jacket, a hundred thousand trees were planted. No, five hundred thousand <laughs> trees were planted throughout the rainforest. <laughs> So you're not getting that jean jacket is what you're saying. No, nah, unless <laughs> unless oh God, I just paid for a half me, a million trees. This makes me think about the time I told you about how silk is made. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what's funny is I okay, I'm grew up right next to Patterson, New Jersey, and it was a large silk operation back in the mm-hmm. day and i actually did an eighth grade report on silk and how it's made. But I didn't realize you told me about like all the horrible things that happened to the silkworms. <laughs> Because I did not get that information in my eighth yeah, grade report. Like basically, they're just bred to just exist they're, to make silk. Yep, and they their lifespans are rough, and they're all born blind now. Because oh, <laughs> oh my God, are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> I just knocked over my pop filter, and just as I was reminded, I was reminded. Never forget seeing that car being like, oh shit! I guess you would just tell me about some like silk shit you had. <laughs> Should I tell her? <laughs> And the worst part is, is that I thought it was like, I was like, you know, silk, it's it's sustainable. Because mm. it technically is, but not well, for know, those poor silkworms. Stuff that's already created is sustainable. Oh, yeah. You know? Upcycle your life. There you go. Um, All yeah. right. Well, um, you know, guys, who knows Imagine. what's going to happen by the time you listen to this podcast. <laughs> Yo, guys, we got a we got a vice presidential debate coming up this week. Oh, that's right. I'm excited for that. I think. Me too. I think I don't I I feel bad for Pence. <laughs> He's not ready for this. I can't wait. He ain't ready. He's going to look so stiff and creepy yeah, on he, stage. Yeah, he ain't ready for this. She's like she I know she ain't worried. She's like, "Yeah." I know. I'm not even going to stretch. Her sorry, her <laughs> staff is, "Hey, Kamala, we're going to go over the nah. Nah, 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 nah. nah. Um She puts on a an eye mask, you know, with it's ice, so the for puffy eyes, mm. you know, she's got a whole spa thing going mm. on because she she don't care, she's just chilling, care. she's chilling. Um, but yeah, so we'll see who knows what happens with the president again. He's in the hospital currently with COVID. <laughs> Interesting, I got that now. He's calling it a plague. 
He's calling it the Chinese, the China plague. No, right? he's just calling it a plague now. He said something about how, like, when when he tweeted about Hope Hicks, he said it was like something she got this plague, or he called it a plague when he had it. Yo, I hate him. Um, so you know who sees what's gonna happen in the next. The only days. reason I don't want him to die is because I don't know what will happen. It might get worse. Um, I also want him to um, be held accountable for everything he's done over the last four years. So, I, I, speedy I recovery, Mr. President. <laughs> As as Michael Che said, I echo that sentiment and have, a, have the lengthiest of recoveries. There you go. There you go. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, don't forget to like, subscribe. Comment. Comment. Get them stickers all. We've been sending out stickers. So oh, have us. we? Yeah. Mm. Sam is not part of the sticker gang, guys. Tiana's Tian, Tian a sticker operation, I have to say. <laughs> Thank you so much for being a sticker operation. Uh, shout out to um, U- U- or UPS store and... Uh, <laughs> uh, San Diego. Okay. It's North Park. Oh, UPS store in North Park. That's where we got our stickers. Um, but uh, yeah, guys, um, thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.